Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. You're listening to Dr. Takesha Jackson-Rudd, also known as Dr. TK, the CEO of the Branding for Abundance brand. This is a podcast that inspires mental health clinicians to brand their mindset, career, and lifestyle for abundance. I am a clinical psychologist, college professor, and psych brandologist. I work with dynamic clinicians from all over the world to assess their business, lifestyle goals, and prescribe branding tools to help them scale their professional resume and produce awesome content, products, and services for their clients. My goal is to empower clinicians to make a great income while making a global impact. Welcome back. This is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and psych brandologist, and thank you for tuning in to my podcast. So today's topic of the podcast is related to the steps that you should take into consideration when you are transitioning from your nine to five job into your own private practice or your own business in the mental health field. And so um, with this topic, I actually want to share with you, of course, my experience. And then I also want to drop some tips that I believe that were very helpful in making my transition as smooth as possible. And so I want to turn your attention back to 2013 or 14. Um, I was initially thinking about leaving uh, my nine to five at the county as a psychologist. And just to give you an idea of the position that I had, I was working in the juvenile justice facilities. Um, I was working 40 hours a week. Um, The last position I had was actually um, every other week, four days and every other week, five days with a nine hour shift. And I was typically off at about five o'clock. That still gave me room to go teach and do other things like on the weekend and things. Um, But part of the reason why I chose to leave the county is due to pretty much like poor organization with the um, structure that I was working in under the mental health realm. So um, with that said, I had thought about leaving the county from time and time again. But of course, like most of us, we choose to get scared. And I say choose to because um, we tend to allow fear to prevent us from moving on our own into a private practice. And of course, the other fear side is just not knowing what you're doing in private practice alone. And that's the purpose, of course, of why I do 
um, my coaching programs is to teach clients, um, therapists, how to transition from a nine to five into um, their own private practice. And so um, what ended up happening is I, you know, toyed around with the idea of leaving the county. And then, of course, I became fearful because if you know anything about the county of Los Angeles, they give you what's called cafeteria benefits. And within cafeteria benefits, you have your medical expenses paid literally 100 percent out of pocket. And so um, I also had my 401k wrapped in there, along with another type of retirement fund, um, also known as Social Security, because Social Security was not deducted from our paychecks. So they took the same percentage um, and it was very aggressive and they were able to save up. A, I was able to save up a good amount of money. So my question to myself was when I transitioned from this nine to five, would I actually be able not just to make it on my own, but how would I afford medical insurance on my own if I, um, of course, expanded my family in the future? How would that go as far as me um, paying for benefits for additional family members? Because nowadays it's very expensive. And so because of all these fears and really not being able to predict my monthly income, um, because at that time my private practice was definitely part time, um, I just chose to stay at the county longer than expected. Um, and then I came across some events that occurred in which I wanted to get out sooner than later. And so I reevaluated, really crunched the numbers. And um, the things that I'm going to share with you right now is every single piece that I looked at as it relates to my ability to transition from my job into my full-time private practice. And so one of the things that I looked at is medical insurance. And so I looked at how much I'm paying through the county, at least, you know, what they're giving me, um, but what the county is paying for my medical insurance. And at the time it was about 600 bucks, but granted the amount that you're going to pay through your job is going to be a little bit more because of the group um, insurance plan that the company has with the insurance company. And so let's just say it was about 600 and something dollars. And so what I did is I went onto the insurance panel's website myself and I looked up how much it would be if I paid out of pocket and it was actually $200 less. Then what I did is I pulled up the details of what I would receive in my um, medical benefits. And I literally pulled it up side by side with the benefits I got from the county with their plan versus the plan that I would receive from that insurance panel myself. And so um, it pretty much mirrored each other. I'm going to say about 90%. And so I said, okay, check mark. I just have to make sure now that I make that additional 400 and something dollars each month because it won't be given to me. So I put that on my spreadsheet. The next thing I looked at is my retirement. And it wasn't about me pulling out my retirement. It was more about how am I going to move my retirement? Should I move my retirement from my nine to five job um, into like a traditional IRA or Roth IRA if I want to be taxed right now? And so I had to take in consideration that, you know, if I chose to go back to the county, I don't want to keep switching my money back. And I'm so glad the first time I thought about this because I actually left the county twice. Um, the first time I left for about six months, um, went back, literally stayed for three weeks. That's a whole different podcast topic. And um, I'm very glad that I did not uh, move my money the first time because I liked for it to sit in the same place and accumulate interest, you know, because I went back to the county. But nevertheless, the second time that I left, I actually moved my money into a traditional IRA, um, met with a financial person, and they helped me complete the paperwork so that I can move my insurance 
um, or my 401k over to like a regular traditional IRA um, company. So um, after looking at my 401k, then I looked at, of course, like other types of insurances like accidental or like different types of life insurances. And I calculated how much it would cost for me to get a life insurance policy on my own, because a lot of individuals don't know that when you actually sign up for accidental coverage with the company that you're working for, um, it can do one or two things. If you leave the job, some companies have it written in the clause that if you leave, you cannot take that insurance with you, which means that either you or the company has been paying into it for nothing because clearly you're still alive, right? Um, The other option is the one that I was given is that I can take that insurance with